Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McClellan. Good evening. Thank you for joining us as we look back on the week. With special guest, Dilbert Gajaya Singer, joining us live at the desk. On a very special night. It's the one night of the year that something ordinarily illegal can go off with almost no questions asked. <laughs> Welcome to the Logies. It is... <laughs> <laughs> Almost no questions asked. <laughs> now, Mel, that was Cracker Night in Darwin. If you're not familiar with Cracker Night, it's one night of the year where you go wild, you drink, you light fireworks, or as Sydney calls it, stage four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but look, Cracker Night is that wonderful combination of children and explosives, which is just <laughs> wonderful. Of course, the Paralympics kicked off this week. Channel 7 hold the rights. Not that they're getting carried away. Brits has sport and Tokyo has turned it on. Yeah, very much so now. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or being brought on a giant sushi train. <laughs> no, they, they, built a, they built a wall and got Studio 10 to pay for it, which is a, a lovely touch. Actually, you get the sense that they're hiring that wall by the minute. There's table tennis coming up and wheelchair rugby as well, or murder ball, as we know, one of the great ones. See you with more sports. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, let's check in on the medal tally. Let's have a quick look at the medal tally. And it always looks good at this time of day. It's not coming up. That's unfortunate. But uh, How good does we it look? are in front. You can trust me. Uh, thankfully, two walls came yeah. up. Still, at least the ABC showed something better than SBS. Coming up next, world records tumble as Australia's Paralympic gold rush. They are taking continues. that media blackout too seriously. Yeah. You don't need to go. Look, regardless, our Aussie athletes are exceeding expectations. Is this better than expected, Nick, so far? Uh, not really. Okay, maybe, maybe not. Hey, big congratulations to Aussie swimmers Ahmed Kelly and Grant Patterson for winning their maiden Paralympic medals. Channel 7 clarified the result. Best friends Ahmed Kelly and Grant Patterson going silver and bronze. They were beaten only by Jesus. That is, of course, the Mexican swimmer. Okay. <laughs> like, that's not fair. He can walk on water. So he then, he then turned that pool water into wine, which was an amazing... <laughs> he was dead in the heats, but he came back two days later. <laughs> Uh, Alan Keane won Ireland's first medal in the breaststroke. Her dad back home was watching. We had a few uh, family and friends. We didn't want to overload, you know, because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, all, it's all right because 70% are intoxicated, so yeah. that's, that's fine. Hey, still, so many incredible stories out of these games, like this beauty from the family of Aussie swimmer Will Martin. There was a little incident with his bus trip coming home, but we won't mention that. Will's parents are laughing at the mention of that bus trip. There's <laughs> definitely a story. <laughs> we won't say anything. <laughs> what happened on that bus trip? <laughs> to the continuing COVID crisis now and to those all-important numbers. We have one new uh, community case. 13 new cases. 93. 1,218. Wong Wong is 16. Next question. <laughs> Two of those are mystery years. <laughs> In New South Wales, the numbers, though, continue to climb across the state. Cumberland, Canterbury-Bankstown, Blacktown, Liverpool, Fairfield, Penrith. Burwood might consider itself unlucky. Poor Burwood, zero cases. Damn right. it, missing out on the news. No, they're actually measuring Hemsworths, not cases, so that's why. Uh, Darren Hinch isn't concerned about the numbers. He had a more important update. But there's not this obsession with the daily case numbers anymore. Look, uh, the, the message is get vaccinated, but I really feel for people. I'm lucky, I'm single, I live alone. 
putting that out there. Still, in New South Wales, the message is stick to the advice and also stick to the word advice. The advice is, as I gave it earlier, um, and I say to those uh, medical professionals who may not have caught up with that advice, to please catch up with that advice before you give any further advice. Of course, you have to take your particular medical professional's advice, but uh, perhaps you could just query when they give you that advice, if they do, and I haven't heard of that, but if they have, then just ask whether they have been made aware of the information. He finally got to a synonym at the end there. <laughs> Actually, meanwhile in Melbourne, they're listening to trusted health professionals. If you do have symptoms, please get tested. The Western Bulldogs <laughs> AFLW coach. His, his testing advice is stick it up him. <laughs> to Tasmania now, where Premier Peter Gutwin is balancing opening borders with the threat of Delta. We can look at that and take a glass-half-full approach, or we can look at that and take a glass half full. <laughs> However you want to look at that. <laughs> Not the way you do. Yeah, uh... he's had a glass half full of something. <laughs> so, uh, the big push now is vaccination. Let's check in on the numbers. More than half of Australians over 16 have at least one dose and more than a third are fully vaccinated. Not more than a third. It's 31%. <laughs> Idiot doesn't get past us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one group who are not happy are the truckies, staging a massive protest in Queensland. Sunrise broke the story, but it had finished by the time they got there. Breaking news, angry truck drivers are protesting and they're blocking the M1 motorway. Akashi Gubuni, just in the past few minutes, those truck drivers actually gotten into their rigs and they have moved on. <laughs> Physically rolling up the side. <laughs> Nine's Jess Millward was following the story and a stalker was following her. It had gone on for long enough. We've got this woman. You clearly want to get your message across. I You've been following us around. message across. Okay. Absolutely. So what are you going to report on this morning? The fake news? Okay. <laughs> okay. The other side of that was I wake up with today, so But <laughs> Pauline Hansen was there to listen to the protesters, just not their anecdotes. If you're sick, stay at home. Like it's simple as that. It's been like that. I don't know how many times, you know, me mum's, you know, wanted to come over for a Sunday Sunday dinner and it's like I think I'm getting cold, I'd rather not, you know, and it can be like that. It doesn't while off Okay, Brock. <laughs> okay, Brock. <laughs> In Brock's defence, he tells an amazing Paralympic bus story, so that is worth sticking around for. Hey, truckies are protesting Queensland's tough border restrictions, but I'm not sure the border is that hard to cross. At the border, the barriers were brought in. There were ways around them. <laughs> so... The Channel 7's Paralympics wall was harder to get through. Hey, look, opening up is all part of the national plan, and this week the PM was out sending a strong signal to the states. This is what you and the states have relied on for a number of months. I've lost audio. Yes, I'm on. All right. Prime Minister, you're still there? Hello, If you can Prime hear Minister. me, I've lost audio, David. Yeah, I can, I, I can hear you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, this week saw the Prime Minister living with Treasurer Josh Frydenberg together at the lodge, and they were both keen to help around the house. Do, do you share the dishes? We have been, actually, um, and, uh, you know, it's just the two of us, Michael, so uh, he, uh, he's been on, on the scrubbing brush. I've been using the microwave. <laughs> using the microwave, a classic chore. Uh... Well, 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 look, Josh has to use the microwave because ScoMo doesn't like setting time limits. So... 
Look, we all want lockdowns to be over, to be back home for Christmas, but this week, South Australian officials had some good news for the kids. Father Christmas is coming. I've spoken to Father Christmas. I get to speak with him every year. And kids, he's coming. We've got special exemptions for him. He'll be coming across the border and he'll be here on the 13th of November. What? <laughs> a month early? <laughs> He's got to do the two weeks quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> He's making a list and checking in twice, yeah. so... He's, He's a close contact because Rudolph has a red nose. Uh, anyway... Um... <laughs> Kids are understandably anxious, none more so than the children of Kiwi rugby coach Alan Bunting. Every time I go near the gate now, they get all nervous because they're sort of thinking, how long are you going to be away, Dad? And I'm just, I'm just going down the road to grab some milk. <laughs> well, a pack of cigarettes, I've heard it before. <laughs> Look, with many kids still stuck at home remote learning, Mel, you might remember last week we brought you this teacher. A dedicated border teacher has come up with a unique way to keep homeschooled students engaged online, all by juggling knives. <laughs> well, this week Mr Tui himself got in touch with us on Twitter and it's fair to say he's taken it up a notch. <laughs> Look, the main message in all of this is keep your mask on unless you're hosting a live news update. Good afternoon. <laughs> Seamless. On that note, we've got to take a break. Back to you on the TV. Right up Welcome back to the cheap seats as we work our way through the week. And in a week of wild weather, no matter the danger, TV reporters will be there to cover the story. You're part of a roof taken off. Xavier Walton, please be safe out there. Again, please be safe. Janae, stay safe. Get back undercover. We do appreciate it. But please take care of yourself. Uh, a few tinnies to be had as well. Good on you, Jack. Take care. <laughs> stay safe. <laughs> Hurricane Ida wreaks havoc in the US. And you can't beat the Weather Channel for their immersive updates. Here on parts of Canal Street where the wind is absolutely howling. Uh, some of, you know, it's kind of interesting. Some of these guys behind me. They're linemen. <laughs> Mind you, you can tell some reporters are over-exaggerating things. we got to get the winds down below uh, tropical storm force. That might not happen until tomorrow. I mean, it's going to come right down through these buildings. And I mean... They're even in shorts. Yeah, I don't know if you can see that. That guy was holding an ice cream. <laughs> The Weather Channel continued to deliver with this report. But remember I told you back around 6 p.m. local time, about an hour ago. <laughs> hey, meanwhile, NBC took it a step further. We're now going to get an update right now on Hurricane Ida from our friend, Today Show co-host Al Roker. He's already in New Orleans, which is in the track of this storm. And Al, this looks like a monster storm that's coming. What can you tell us? Ah. <laughs> All right, sorry, I, I guess we lost communication. Oh. Even in a hurricane, he still managed awkward banter. It's amazing. Still, no one demonstrated the power of Ida better than this Fox reporter. We've had gusts up to almost 90 miles an hour, sustained over 60. And the second I step out, you're going to see... Nothing. <laughs> And he was never seen again. <laughs> uh, let's check in on the BBC's weather report instead. Time now for a look at the weather. Staff has the details. <laughs> well, we clearly have a problem with Stav Deneas there. Uh, it's just 
typical England, even in summer they're frozen. <laughs> Staying in the US where the debate around masks continues to heat up. This is parent James Akers. He decided to strip down to his underwear at the microphone to make a point. The moderator was like, we said mask debate. Yeah, not <laughs> mask <laughs> debate. Hey, look, the, the right to bear ass is important. <laughs> it is important. I watched a few of these debates and I'm not sure if some of the names of the absentees. I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Thank you so much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Phil McCracken. <laughs> Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> Eileen Dover. <laughs> Eileen Dover. One of those was a senator, so that's... <laughs> Hey, look, staying with COVID, and let's head to Scotland. Also making the headlines, how the pandemic has made some people rethink their lives. Yeah. If you're playing totem tennis as an adult, I think you do need to rethink your lives. You know what I think they should try? A Nintendo Switch Ring Fit Adventure. It's back. An adventure that keeps you moving only on Nintendo Switch. This is amazing. So Nintendo have come back. They're back on board. They came back to try pick it up. Um, <laughs> Good luck, Nintendo. We, we, we love the Ring Fit Adventure here. I, I said last week I've been wanting one for ages. Nintendo still haven't given us one. So. <laughs> no, I've been using it in the office and I've lost so much weight that this is a hula hoop for me now. Um, I'm going to do a cartwheel. <laughs> We'll come back to that. Look, moving on, and Mel, what's making news in New Zealand? I thought you'd never ask. Well... I wish I'd never asked. <laughs> in a week of wild weather, pandemics and the Paralympics, the big news back home is... A New Zealand alpaca due to be slaughtered at the end of the week because it has twice tested positive for bovine tuberculosis. <laughs> and MDMA, by the looks of that photo. <laughs> Look, he's still in the news. Geronimo, the alpaca, is still awaiting its fate. Well, Kiwi TV made sure to interview all the keen players. Geronimo, the Kiwi-born <laughs> alpaca, is a marked animal. I'm guessing that's a slow news day. Yeah? <laughs> I'm losing audio. Okay. I'm losing... <laughs> and look, the owner brought in some top-notch security. Supporters camp at the farm in case officials come to destroy the alpaca. We want to make sure they know that they shouldn't be doing this. Julian Assange has really let himself go. <laughs> well, that's Gandalf the Grey Nomad, so... <laughs> uh, to other New Zealand animal news... To yes, other New more. Zealand animal news... <laughs> Nintendo are this close. <laughs> the police released a video of a cat in uniform and it was a top story. The New Zealand police have unleashed a video of their newest recruit showcasing the latest in training techniques. The video has racked up hundreds of views. That's hundreds, hundreds of views. Of views. <laughs> We have the last show that should be making that joke. Um, well, this Kiwi story caught my eye this week. A small order of monks live a life of poverty and sacrifice. As opposed to all those high-flying monks? What are, we, <laughs> what are we talking about? There's one thing that even monks can't go without. We don't have television, we don't have radio, don't bring in the newspapers. We do have the internet. OK. Right. <laughs> so just that thing that has all of the previous things on it. <laughs> Now, you'll remember a few weeks back, I mentioned that there was a tractor protest in New Zealand. National member Barbara Kuriga showed her support to the group from lockdown this week. We're in lockdown, but uh, still the opportunity to support Groundswell. 
of the course by absolutely punishing your neighbours. Or doing job. it in Morse code. I don't know. <laughs> Look, Barbara is an ambassador for farming. She shows it quite a lot on her Facebook page, and sometimes I think she's a bit too into farming. <laughs> what? <laughs> Showbiz. I am there based on that cast. First teaser trailer of Spencer. Last from the past. The wonder years ever. Back to the future. A lot has happened since 1988. Did he really light himself on fire? I don't know what to think. Welcome back. Joining us to wrap up the week in showbiz, please welcome our cultural correspondent, Mel Tresina. Mel, what's big this week? All right, let's start off with the big music story. For months now, Kanye has been teasing a new album and it's finally been released. The announcement was tweeted by Kanye in his usual, humble, self-effacing way. Wow. This is not album of the year. This is album of the life. And it's been liked by a few monks. <laughs> uh, the album is called Donda, after his late mum, which is a pretty cool name. He may have reconsidered if her name was like... Susan. Uh, <laughs> on Friday, Kanye held a listening party. It's basically a live performance where fans get to listen to the tracks of the album. As part of the concert, Kanye built an exact replica of his childhood home. Oh, wow. He had a steeple? <laughs> Was he a New Zealand monk? <laughs> um, at one stage, he set himself on fire inside the home and then walked out onto the stage. I mean, fans were losing it. It yeah. looks really wow. cool. Nice of him to release the album on Krakenosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice touch. Staying with music news. A legendary Yay. pop band formed in the 70s is making a comeback. Yeah, sorry, not Justice Crew. Uh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> well, they, they never left, so who is it? We're talking ABBA. Uh, so what happened was this tweet went out. It's four rings, the date of 2nd of September, which is Thursday, and a web address. Uh, I logged on. It takes you to an IKEA website. OK, so. maybe <laughs> not ideal. Uh, there's actually talk of new music and a live show as holograms. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm very excited, though, so I'll keep you posted on it. So what you're saying is you have no news about that whatsoever. <laughs> not, only is, not only is ABBA not topical, but you have no news about it. What are you doing? The news was ABBA did a tweet this week. <laughs> um, no, here's some more exciting news. I'm sure you're excited about this one. I'm sure uh, you've got something for it. <laughs> the crate challenge. The crate challenge. Yeah, um, so it involves climbing on top of stacked milk crates. Not everyone approves of it. When you take a hard fall from eight feet up, doctors say you can break your wrist or femur, get a concussion, even puncture your liver. So I don't know what's not to lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's various levels, basic. I oh, got it too. Oh! That, was, that was Kanye's rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's advanced. <laughs> um, and of course, it didn't take people long for people to combine an online challenge with a gender reveal. Yeah, I'm, I'm 
tipping only child for that one. <laughs> well, c- celebrating a birth and a death. That's, that's a nice touch. Uh, moving on to streaming, there's a new series on Netflix um, called Motel Makeover. I thought I'd give it a go. Binge the whole thing. Uh, The show follows two friends, Sarah and April, as they renovate a 1970s outdated motel in Sorbel Beach, Canada. A comfortable place to live. So much work. We're going to Junify this place. Junify is a word that we invented. That means taking a place that's not pretty and finding ways to make it really special. Yeah, I think you mean renovating. (laughs) (laughs) So the opposite of the block. Is that what that is? So just to, just to check, you watched that whole thing? <laughs> In like a night. <laughs> it's not my proudest moment. <laughs> uh, turns out the motel isn't the only thing in Sorbel Beach that's stuck in the 70s. Any chance you guys have oat milk lattes? No, I don't think so, sorry. Um, almond milk lattes? Soy milk lattes? Just make it two Nescafes and a packet of Marlboro Lights, thanks. Well, they, they didn't order any milk, just the crates. So. <laughs> and, of course, what's a renovation show without a couple of charismatic can-do tradies to help out? There's a few seats that people yeah. can still sit at. I think that's probably priority. The plexiglass on top. Well, it's going to be tricky to get it on time. It is a shortage, but... <laughs> That's Rick, um, and he's a constant source of enthusiasm. Really? Like, a good-sized bar. So I don't really need to be here anymore. You don't want to just hang out with us? <laughs> no, I have lots of stuff to do. Okay. Thanks, Rick. You're welcome. <laughs> he's got a darts tournament to get back to, so... Our survivor is getting down to the pointy end, and after 40 days in the desert, George has picked up a skill or two. I've had to learn camping skills, cooking, making fire... Cleaning my own clothes without my mum. That is not easy. Uh... Using Josh Frydenberg's microwave. (laughs) Not easy. George is officially now the last man standing and the alpha male of the tribe. I'm going to fight for the win. I'm going to try and beat these strong girls and show why I'm the last man standing and the alpha male of the tribe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Reminds me of Tim in the green room. (laughs) Over to the Bachelor Mansion. Can you believe it is almost over? In just over a week, Jimmy has to decide which girl he will spend the rest of his Channel 10 contract with. (laughs) And to help him decide, they employed a face-reading expert. Her name is Marie. And if you're wondering what a face-reading expert does, they pretty much just point out your insecurities. Both have very deep-set eyes. You're more of a like curvature here because you have such a sensitive chin. You both have like the eyelid coming down. So the thing that's like just screaming at me is your two foreheads. (laughs) (laughs) Just screaming. More like five heads, am I right? That's just... Uh, It was hometown week and Jimmy got a grilling from Carly's family. I think he handled it well. What are the qualities that you see in Carl that you like? I guess it's like kind of like a calm stability. Um, it's like you're just always very calm and just predictable. Yeah, not not what women want to hear. Those <laughs> are his vows. I'm I'm no face reading expert, but I'm <laughs> detecting sarcasm. Um... Uh, meanwhile, over at Jay's house, Jimmy got to speak with her friends. What do you think, Jay? 
wants and how can I support her in that? I think she wants to be a presenter. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reading your face. <laughs> and it's not good. Can you read this? <laughs> no, but your forehead is just out of this world. Okay, this is the guy who they had to use a whole MAC cosmetic on your forehead. <laughs> you will be replaced in a minute. <laughs> Imagine describing what we do as presenting. <laughs> Sorry, Mel. Oh, that's all right. You've got, got, got some avenues for us? What have you got, mate? I'm actually going to leave you on some really sad news. Oh. Um, Love Island UK has come to an end. Oh. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you think they were going to rush the final announcement, you'd be very wrong. The winners of Love Island 2021 are... We have not edited this. <laughs> In fact, no one has. <laughs> oh, God. I think they could spend that time trying to find the rest of the addresses. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry, Mel, we're out of time. We'll uh... put the full version up on our socials. Would you please thank Mel Jacinta? You're watching the Chiefs, Look, there's plenty happening around the globe in the world of sport. This guy absolutely loves it. Would you welcome Titus O'Reilly? <laughs> I love it. I do. I love it. Titus, great to have you here. You're the only one of us who can afford a KO subscription. So yeah. what have you been watching? Well, my favourite story by a mile this week was that five top jockeys in Victoria held an illegal Airbnb party. It broke COVID regulations. And the neighbours rang police to complain about the noise. And I imagine they rang because they thought children were getting drunk next door. <laughs> and then it turns out Sunrise thought this too. A fifth Melbourne jockey has now been caught at that party. Uh, <laughs> that now, yes, five jockeys were at, so they've all been wiped out of the Cup Carnival. Now, they've been fined and they've been suspended. They say they bought horse racing into disrepute. Which you can't, which you can't do. Yeah, you have, to be, you have to have repute to diss it, I think. And you would, you would know, Titus, because you're dressed tonight as a 1980s horse trainer. So well, that's because I am. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a face-reading expert, the look on your face, not good. Uh, huge news in soccer this week when word that former Manchester United player Cristiano Ronaldo was heading to, well, it seemed, to their great crosstown rivals, Manchester City. And if you're a Manchester United supporter, you may want to turn Head on the TV now. <laughs> Ronaldo to Manchester City, yeah. What we know is that Manchester City would like to have Cristiano. The information we have <laughs> is that this is a deal that has been put in front of Manchester City. I'd love it just because of all the United fans that have their childhood hero when they were younger. Just make my summer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Manchester United fans were very calm. They reacted like this. <laughs> And then that school teacher juggled yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> he got an A+. Plus. I know. The only problem with all that and burning your jumper is this. Manchester United have signed Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, it no, has no. been confirmed. Now, consider when Messi moved to Paris Saint-Germain. The club in one week made $105 million in selling shirts. So having your fans burn all the old ones before the player rejoins is possibly the best business model. <laughs> yeah. 
Good call. Good call. <laughs> hey, Titus, I, I saw this, and one fan in particular has a lot of faith in Ronaldo. He's going to win everything for us. Uh, World Cup, Premier League, Tour de France. Tour de France? Yeah, that, that famous soccer trophy. Eurovision, uh, the G7. I mean, it's all, all up for grabs. He's going to get us to 70%. Uh, now, some say Ronaldo is too old at 36 years old, and this is from the last time he was at Manchester United. So have a look at this video. Yeah, yeah, one more. The oh. child in the middle there is Jesse Lingard, who is now his teammate at Manchester United. So that's the age. Oh, I was going to say, I thought it was a jockey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've got to say, is it right that Manchester United are putting kids in those jumpers when we saw how flammable they are? (laughs) Uh, The weather played havoc with the Belgian Grand Prix this weekend. This was in practice. It just so it just started to wander into an overseer and it had to correct it. I'm not that familiar with Formula One. I guess is that bad? <laughs> it's suboptimal. It's um, strategically it's a bad move, and I worry that when we all get out of lockdown, this is what we'll all be driving like. But that's how dangerous it was in practice. So consider that when they looked to actually do the race, they had to delay it three hours. And then they finally ran it. And when you look at what happened, it wasn't really worth it. A green light was shown at the exit of pit lane and drivers completed two full laps behind the safety car. The red flag then came back out and the race was declared, making it the shortest race in Formula One history. (laughs) So they weren't even allowed to overtake. The safety car was there the whole time. So you'd think they could have added, like, maybe a parallel parking competition or something (laughs) just just to kind of give something for the fans. I saw this and I think NBC had a reporter in the pit. Ah. <laughs> All right. Well, I watched it, Titus. I'm a big F1 fan, and it's fair to say the drivers weren't happy. Really can't see anything, Brian. It's pretty awful. Yeah, probably hit the conditions in a travel boat. <laughs> we're not happy. We're not happy. Uh, the Melbourne Storm's attempt to win a record-breaking 20 games in a row has fallen short. After the match, Storm player Brandon Smith's post-match interview started with this. That streak had to come to an end. Were you worried that a bit of an ambush was waiting for you tonight? Um, yeah, it's a bit... Jeez, <laughs> I... You suck too. <laughs> uh, he then realised after that that the fans might be bad, but now he was going to have to face his coach after the loss, Craig Bellamy. What do you think your dad, Craig Bellamy, will say in a few minutes' time when you get inside and have a chat? Mate, I don't know if you'll... Oh, mate, I'm, I'm bloody scared, to be honest. Um, I'm scared for... I hope he's wearing a mask. Speaking of masks, I want to have a look at this. Commentator Braith Anasta noticed this in the Storm's coach's box. I haven't seen one smile. Not one. <laughs> They're wearing masks. I don't think he gets how masks work. Do so you think that for the last two years he's been wandering around, wandering around going... How are these people talking without moving their mouths? See, see this is where a face-reading expert comes in so handy, because their foreheads... Now, uh, you might remember a few weeks ago we had that England fan who uh, tried to have a bowl for India. Uh, Here's the clip of that. He wandered on, tried to convince the people he was an Indian player. Doesn't look exactly like an Indian player, but he tried to get away with it. Well, he's back, and this time he decided to try and have a bat. This worries me. Does he 
that far. The, well, after they were bowled out for 78, he's now the opener. Well, I was about to say, you do a lot better than the Indian batters. And uh, it does worry. He just puts on a cricket uniform and anyone can wander <laughs> out there. <laughs> that if he was Indian, maybe he would have just gotten away with it, done a couple overs? I reckon he probably would have. Like, you know, he didn't look he didn't look like either that fit or Indian, but the security went, well, he's holding a bat. <laughs> you know, he just let him wander on. You guys are sounding a little too Sky yeah. News for my liking. <laughs> when are the cricket authorities going to take care of this? Yeah. Well, we've got to take a break. Thanks, We've got special guest Dilruk Jayasinghe standing by. But first, to big breaking news from the UK. This is a news item we're doing now. Nando's has been forced to shut down 50 outlets after a supply chain crisis left it running out of chicken. <laughs> we are keeping Dilruk waiting for a chicken story, isn't it? <laughs> there are major supply chain issues across the UK, all to do with a national shortage of truck drivers. According to data from the Office for National Statistics, Ha <laughs> <laughs> you said it wrong. <laughs> that would never happen on this show. Um, the shortage has left McDonald's officially out of milkshakes and customers are not happy. We saw how the McDonald's milkshake shortage was affecting others. How do you feel? Distraught. <laughs> Taking it hard. Um, what do you do when McDonald's runs out of milkshakes? What are you going to do now? Maybe probably go to the ice cream shop around the corner. Probably go get a milkshake in the ice cream shop. Just got to try and figure it out all by yourself now. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. All by himself. So, to recap... First it was that peri-peri chicken at Nando's, then the milkshake at McDonald's. And then graphic designers. Look, <laughs> <laughs> it was too late for one local who was getting desperate. I've had to go to Burger King. And that is... You don't want to go... Yeah. Heading back home, where the Today Show proved it can be hard ending a live cross. This crazy little mm. golem looks a bit like something you'd see underwater. He can take Beautiful. care of this while he's watching the footy inside. It is that low maintenance. We love it. Um, good um, stuff, mate. Beyond um, that, yeah. you've got this internal plan as <laughs> okay, well. OK, we've got to go, we've got to go. Uh, my friend, thank you so much. We're going to whack that all over our website. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was transfixed. <laughs> well, it's time to get to our guest. Had a caption underneath me, it would say she'd like friendship is magic. Border force. I love that show. This is Mastermind. Oh, come on. Please welcome Daryl Dyson. Thank you, thank you, everybody. This is oh my god, look at you two. Congratulations on the show. Like, what a how I mean, like Mel. <laughs> no, look, don't get me wrong. Mel Melanie Bracewell, one of the funniest stand-up comedians, sure. But Tim, what the hell happened here? Like, would you no. please thank Dilruk Jayasinghe? <laughs> Dilruk, great to have you here. Um, I didn't write that line. Uh, <laughs> but you are genuinely our first guest on the desk. How does it feel to be the first guest on the cheap seats? It's, I mean, I guess it's an honour. Or also, are yeah, you like kind of going low ball where you just sort of get it? Look, I think it's fine being the first. <laughs> I just feel, look, there's sometimes it might feel like there should be a bit of pressure on me to make sure, but honestly, if no one's first time is good. So let's just assume, <laughs> just hoping that the segment doesn't finish too quickly, I suppose, and um, just need to leave a tip at the end, that's all. <laughs> um, look, how have you been going in lockdown? 
shocking. Like, I think this is the first time I'm, I've smiled in about three weeks, so that's nice to know. No, look, it's, it's hard, I suppose. Right, great. Our first guest has depression. <laughs> well, good. If you don't have depression right now, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, honestly. That is not a good promo for this show, if you don't have depression watching this. There's a pandemic. Who is thriving right now? If you are, you're a sociopath. <laughs> you are thriving, Dil, because you're soon to be seen in Celebrity Masterchef. Mm. And you're currently on Celebrity Mastermind. Yeah, a lot of celeb master. Well, I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> how? How? Did, I didn't know you could cook. I can't. Uh, <laughs> but I managed to somehow convince the producers I can. No, look. The truth is this, right? I, I, I'm not a good cook. I, I uh, before MasterChef, I only started cooking last year when the pandemic started because I used to be as uh, someone who's always get takeaway and delivery. But to show you how bad I was at cooking, like as part of my health journey, I have one cheat day a week, and I live alone, so I get a lot of food, but there's a lot of leftovers. And being the lovely, kind-hearted person that I am, if there's leftovers, I give it to this homeless man who lives near me. But there was this one day that I made uh, some butter chicken from scratch, and I was really proud of it, and I gave it to him. And the next week when I went, he said, hey, you know what, mate? Like, I get enough food already. It's fine. <laughs> I, I genuinely got knocked back by a lovely homeless man. Who knew beggars can be choosers, apparently? Because <laughs> you're talking about how you didn't really cook before and you got a lot of takeaways. I'd love it if just for one round of MasterChef you just brought in KFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 apparently. I tried to do Uber Eats, but turns out their sponsor is Deliveroo, so I got into trouble. <laughs> And now, Dil, um, this isn't Celebrity MasterChef, so we don't have time for the full backstory, just as a, <laughs> just, just as a heads up. But Celebrity Mastermind How as well. How did you get this gig? <laughs> celebrity Mastermind as well. Mm. I'm interested to know, what was your special subject? Mine was the TV show Friends, season one to five. And uh, very specific. I didn't watch after season five, obviously. No, I did. But I just knew that I knew one to five quite well because as a kid back in Sri Lanka, I would record the episode, watch it and record it on VHS. I don't know if you're old enough to know what VHS and then the next day... How, how is not knowing about VHS a, 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 a slam? Well, I, I, don't just, I don't know how old you are, that's all. Because you and I both rocking this sort of prepubescent beard right now. <laughs> facial pubes that we have going here. Yeah. Drawn on as well? <laughs> yeah. The makeup. We're so far into lockdown, I have a prepubescent beard. <laughs> So friends in Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah. I'd, re I'd watch the tape, uh, record the episode, and then watch it while getting ready for school that on Friday morning, and then come back from school and watch it again. So I, with the, uh, each episode I watched like three, four times. So it was all stuck in my head. Well, yeah, yeah. So you can be really specific, right? Yeah. So you've chosen seasons one to five. Why don't you just go seg one of episode two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think you can. <laughs> but I just thought I'll give them a few they more options. They might ask you who was the camera guy. Or oh, something. yeah, yeah, they could actually, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> I love our camera guys. You'll never, I'll never forget camera guys' names. Uh, I mean, you couldn't remember his name three weeks ago. Yeah, so. What's going on? <laughs> um, Dil, we also recently saw you in uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here in well, the jungle. Uh, it was about a year and a half ago, but sure. I mean, <laughs> that, but that's not, a that's, not, that's not against you. That shows you how little I've done on television recently. <laughs> like, that's something I did an, an 18 months ago is still relevant in my career. What, what was easier, living in the jungle or living in lockdown? Thing is, I suppose, and I'm a celeb, uh, the problem is I, I actually ended up getting voted out, like, straight away. So I wasn't in there for that long. Like, I actually thought that I was going to last quite a bit because, you know, how often do you see someone from the subcontinent? Like, yeah. I, like the country's filled with people from India, Sri Lanka and Pakistan. I thought they are going to pick up their phone and vote for me. And <laughs> I was gone straight away. I should have known my country member too busy answering the calls and fucking making any of the calls. <laughs> and on that note, we've got to take a break. Please thank Dylan Jarsina.
cheat seats. And it's time for viewer, viewer feedback. feedback. <laughs> I We've had a lot of feedback, particularly about that graphic. Um. <laughs> Thank you for all your feedback. You can get in touch with us on our socials below. This review came in from a fan. They're trying to have some fun with it. That's exactly what we all need right now. You know, the opportunity to have a laugh. Good on them. Thank you. <laughs> in all seriousness, Mel, we do get some lovely comments. I think we've got this one. Dope as Melanie, you and Peter Hellier are making great laughs. laughs. A fantastic job, so... You're not Peter Hellier? Shit. That was, a that was a Channel 10 board member, I believe. <laughs> friend send me this image that they'd spotted on Facebook. That is a television someone is selling on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> with the cheap seats on it. So not only are they not enjoying the show, but they've decided to sell their TV <laughs> altogether. <laughs> that is not a good sign. Yeah, they're trying to sell it for 1000 but put it down to 750 <laughs> and our face has turned up. Well, look, Mel, we watch a lot of breakfast TV here on the cheap seats, and I've noticed they do things a little differently in the Bahamas, including something I've never seen before on Breakfast TV. The morning edition is live. On today's show, COVID deaths continue to soar. It's nomination day. Another young girl starts a new business. Former Governor General, the most honourable author, Hannah lies in state. The, the cash corpse. That is... What is that? Uh, I've been watching Samoan TV this week and this moment uh, where an interviewee's son interrupts to proudly show off a penis-shaped carrot. ...connect our services with um, social services. Um, hang on a second, my son's just in the room. I'm doing it. <laughs> 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 what a legend. Hey, heading, heading to Scotland now, Mel, where artists are back performing at festivals and in the background of live crosses. I'm here at Journey to the East, Scotland's first festival that centres on Asian and East Asian artists. But more on this in just a second, because over in the capital, fringe performers sure. are gearing up for the final weekend of the festival. I saw finer gymnastics in the hurricane. They <laughs> then pulled out a penis-shaped carrot. So in that performer's defence, her show sounds excellent. What are you up to at the festival? Um, I suppose I can best summarise my performance as a striptease as Mark Zuckerberg. OK. <laughs> Stealing our moves. <laughs> Alex, staying overseas now, and look, we watch a lot of TV here, Mel, but can I introduce you to a show that nobody's heard of? Kent Tonight. <laughs> Which reminds me of some of the tweets we've been getting about this, this show. Now, this is Kent Tonight, news from the county of Kent. If I was a face-reading expert, I'm picking up uh, concern. <laughs> this is Kent Tonight, Mel. Let's see what's making headlines. Hello and welcome to Kent Tonight, live on KMTV. I'm Joe Koshin. Here are your top stories on Tuesday the 24th of August. No haste to collect our garden waste. No haste to collect our garden waste. That was the top story. <laughs> In... You're the one who's watching Kent tonight. <laughs> uh, look, a message to reporters everywhere. If you're going to do a live cross, try and look for a quiet spot. Current months, but we've got, you know, the frustration and the fitnesses. And it simply doesn't work for others. And then there's... In particular, we've seen a stubborn bunch of days. But the reality is that a society in which those things <laughs> the society. 
Sorry about that. <laughs> Same one. Should be sorry. Uh, I know how we didn't get to this earlier. Cows being transported in Switzerland and Channel 10 breaking the record of most punishing cow puns. This next story is about taking the bull by the horns. This is a moving airlift. Ten bovines needed a chopper ride to lower pastures. They weren't in the mood for the long trek down and you'd have a cow of a time reaching some of the meadows. Locals say the cows took the flight in their stride and were utterly happy. She has oh, been mood redundant. <laughs> <laughs> Having a cow of a time, I don't even think that's a phrase. <laughs> Till the cows come home, it was right there. <laughs> now look, why did that cow have to be removed? <laughs> On that note, we are done. We'll see you next week right here in the Chiefs. <laughs>